Why do birds fly south? Why do we say they fly south when they eventually also fly north? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Frieden. Today we are on page 31 of Tractate Gittin, and we learn that birds protect us and never question God when he sweeps them away from their natural habitat. Ultimately, they realize that God is carrying them to a better place. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavarissa today. I like to begin with the story. As far as world leaders go, one of the best friends the state of Israel has known was Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper. As chair of the National Holocaust Monument, I had the honor of accompanying Prime Minister Harper on his official visit to Israel. One of the highlights of the trip was JNF's dedication of the bird sanctuary in the Hula Valley in the name of the Prime Minister. Until that event, I'd never given the migration route of birds much thought. And then, on certain auspicious occasions, one begins to realize how miraculous Israel is in more ways than meets the eye. It's not just the spiritual center of the world, it's not even just the extraordinary start-up nation. Believe it or not, it's also the number one migration stop for birds sojourning along their winter migration from Europe to Africa. Each year, over 500 million birds visit the Holy Land. The classic book of Tanakh dealing with theodicy, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People, is the book of Job. When Eov loses everything that he holds dear, he eventually questions God's omnipotence. Hashem responds that as a mortal human being, Eov has no idea how the universe operates. Today's daf elucidates the mystery of the role of birds in the world. Let's look at the Gemara. Rav Hanan bar Rav quoted Rav, four winds blow each day, the north wind blows with each of them. Otherwise, the world would not continue to exist even for a moment. The south wind is the harshest. Were the hawk not to hold it in place, the entire world would be destroyed because of it, as it says in the book of Eov. By your wisdom does the hawk soar and extend its wings to the south? Let's analyze the Gemara. At various times during the year, we look up and assume that the birds are flying to different climes merely to satisfy their own comfort. However, Rav Hanan teaches that when the hawk flies south, it does so to prevent the southern wind from bringing its harsh air upon the inhabitants of the earth. Everything is by the Almighty's design, and when the birds stretch out their wings, they're actually protecting us. Rav Hanan's scriptural source is God's response to Eov about avian migration. Literally, God is telling Eov that he should not expect to fathom the ways of the one who has the sole power to imbue his creations with wisdom, all the way down to a bird's understanding of when to migrate. What did he mean by this specific example? Eov lost everything he had in this world. He lost his wealth, he lost his family, he lost his health. Initially, he didn't question God, but then he got angry. He was so furious with heaven. And patiently, God explained to him that mortal man simply cannot comprehend God's providential guidance of the universe. Just like man's limited wisdom has grappled with the concept of avian migration across the millennia, Aristotle thought that red stars transmogrify into robins, and Charles Morton theorized that birds migrate to the moon. He shouldn't expect to be able to explain the divine process. We don't know why God sometimes appears to bring bad upon the lives of the righteous. Rav Hanan's explanation deepens God's response to Eov and mankind. We assume birds fly south to make themselves more comfortable, but actually it has nothing to do with birds. God has sent them on a mission to protect the world. 
while humankind was asking what biological urge motivates birds to pick themselves up and move continents, the real question was why did God direct the birds to soar to the skies? In other words, not only do we not have the answers to God's providence, we don't even have the right questions. Scientific advances over the last century have improved human understanding of avian migration, and yet we still do not have all the answers. Scientists are amazed by birds' extraordinary navigational skills, for example. One of the conclusions that we've reached is that birds don't really fly south. They fly north and south, depending on which seasons we're talking about. Once again, historically, we asked the wrong question, let alone having arrived at the wrong answer. We used to ask, why do birds fly south? The accurate question should have been, why do birds fly north or south? Now, intuitively, you'll tell me, of course, that's what we meant. Because what goes up must come down. If they fly south during one season, then obviously they're flying north in an alternative season. But that's essentially Rav Hanan's emphasis. His scriptural source implies that the birds rise up to protect us from the south wind. The effect of standing up to the south wind is that they're transported southward. Eventually, they must return to the north to hold down the fort once again. Imagine the bird that says, God, this is just not fair. I go out to do your bidding only to be swept thousands of miles south. I thought that you're in control. Meanwhile, you've displaced me and my family. My brother didn't even survive the journey. And did we achieve anything? We thought we'd be able to stand up to the wind like you asked, but clearly we've ended up here in the middle of nowhere, and so I can't even say I was able to fulfill your bidding. God, I'm done. But they don't say that. They pick themselves up and head back to the north to rebuild. Put differently, they're transported south and they fly north. And the next time they're called upon by heaven to protect the world, they set out with the same resolve and determination. Even though it might appear that they're not accomplishing anything, Rav Hanan assures us that their counterforce is holding everything in place. That was God's message to Eov. The bird doesn't quit and lose faith because it can't see my plan. What makes you think you're so special? The bird doesn't get it, and neither do you. That's not your purview. Your mission is to pick yourself up even when it appears all is lost and head back home to rebuild. When you do that, you will see that I can transform your life and raise you to even greater heights. And indeed, once Eov accepted that Hashem was in control, he was blessed with double throughout his life, double the wealth, a beautiful new family, health and long life, and a life that he simply couldn't have imagined. You may have had a plan and a vision for how your life should look, but then the life you planned didn't pan out as you projected. Maybe you dreamt of the perfect family, happily married till 120, enjoying children and grandchildren together. And then you were the victim of divorce. Perhaps you mapped out your career only to be denied entry into the colleges you were looking to get into for unfair reasons. Maybe you were the rising star in your company only to be suddenly laid off due to the economy. Never give up on your faith. It might seem like the end of the line to you, but God can migrate you to a totally different station in a moment's notice. It might not appear to be the life you planned on having, but you will see that just like Eov, you will be blessed with double, double the wealth, double the happiness, double the blessing. Only Hashem sees the big picture. He is about to migrate and transform your life. May you forever maintain your faith in heaven and soar to incredible destiny, wishing you a transformative day.
Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. If you've enjoyed being my chavrusa today, please consider purchasing the book series or partnering with the Center for Torah Values as we show the value of Torah and instill our values with Torah. Check it out at transformativeduff.com and across social media at Rabbi Daniel Friedman.